still two societies. One black, one white, separate, but unequal. By Michael Z. Muhammad. What happened? What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? Or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? Lengths and heels, dream deferred. Minister Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam asks a question in his underground 1960 hit record. White man's heaven is a black man's hell. Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? That question is just as relevant today as it was when the minister sang those lyrics. How much longer will it be before black people in America explode? How long can the dream of equal opportunity in America be deferred. I am T.B. Waheed and this is Black Living Room Talk. A new study released by the Economic Policy Institute indicates black existence in America will continue to fester like a sore unless serious changes take place. Now mind you, this article was written in 2018, March of 2018. There are chilling findings in the study titled 50 Years After the Kerner Commission, African Americans are better off in many ways, but are still disadvantaged by racial inequality. Since the 1968 Kerner Commission report on the causes of civil unrest in black communities, black America has made zero progress and the critical areas of home ownership, incarceration, and unemployment. How is that possible? According to the study, the culprit is that boogeyman called racism, the report found. 7.5% of black Americans were unemployed in 2017, compared with 6.7% in 1968 roughly twice the white unemployment rate. The rate of home ownership, one of the most critical ways for working and middle-class families to build wealth, has remained practically unchanged unchanged for black Americans in the past 50 years. Black home ownership remains just over 40%, trailing 30 points behind the rate for whites who continue to see gains during that time. The share of incarcerated blacks has nearly tripled between 1968 and 2016, one of the most significant and most depressing developments in the past 50 years, especially for black men, researchers said. Blacks are 6.4 times more likely than whites to be jailed or imprisoned compared with 5.4 times more likely in 1968. 
1968, black infants were about 1.9 times as likely to die as white infants. Today, the infant mortality rate is 2.3 times higher for black babies. One of the most intriguing aspects of the study is the finding that blacks today are much better educated than they were in 1968. These absolute improvements in educational attainment, including substantial increases in both high school and college completion rates, have opened important doors for black workers compared with their counterparts 50 years ago, the study says. In relative terms, African Americans today are almost as likely as whites to have completed high school. But even though even though the share of younger African Americans with a college degree has more than doubled, African Americans today are still only about half as likely to have a college degree as whites of the same age. But even with this improvement, black workers make only 82.5 cents on every dollar earned by white workers. Blacks are 2.5 times more likely to be in poverty as whites, and the median white family has almost 10 times as much wealth as median black family wealth. The gist, the gist of the report is that black people in America continue to trudge in the mud with no apparent light at the end of the tunnel. The attitude of white America is, I don't have pity for you black niggas. That's the way I feel, according to the lyrics of Joyner Lucas. Consider Detroit's Algiers Motel in 1967, where three young black males were shot to death by the police. The officers initially weren't indicted, indicted excuse me, and the media refused to press the issue. They were later tried and found not guilty. Similar cases in recent years blazed headlines, ignited protests, and the Black Lives Matter movement. Activist and sociologist Dr. Anthony Montero told the final call, the original Kerner Commission report was a moment of rare and extraordinary honesty coming from the white elite. Until this study, there has not been this type of truth-telling he observed. I believe the lack of progress made by the black community has been intentional based on policy. The policy of enriching the top 1% and impoverishing the masses of black people. The destruction of public education, moving jobs away from urban areas, the policy that led to the collapse of the housing market in 2008, policies that sold black people fraudulent mortgages, ending ending up with black people losing their only source of wealth, their home. There is no doubt the finding of the report is true. The United States has evolved into a white supremacy social system. It is intended for black people to always be in poverty intergener- intergenerationally, Dr. Montiero said. Philadelphia NAACP President Rodney Muhammad told the final call, one tragedy here is you don't see the increase in black education benefiting the community. It doesn't, it doesn't translate into any economic forward movement. The education does not 
provide requisite knowledge or as termed by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the knowledge that translates and brings better results for quality of life for black people. What we are what we are learning is not catapulting us forward like other ethnic groups. Mr. Muhammad, who is also a Nation of Islam regional student minister, felt the report required more than a condemnation of racism. Other social groups have been able to move ahead of us because of their ability to pool their resources, he argued. Our biggest problem is thinking individually and not as a social group. Individualism has poisoned our real efforts to move forward, especially with an economic agenda. We can come together for a party and have fun. When we start talking about economic advancement as a social group, it takes the kind of thinking that will say, I want for my brother what I want for myself. Until that kind of thinking permeates our thinking as a social group, we are always going to have difficulty, he said. Philadelphia Inquirer reporter Solomon Jones seemed to echo Dr. Montiero when he recently wrote, Racism is a white man's problem, and until we, as a country, admit that sobering fact, we will remain in the same racial quagmire. The most famous line from the Kerner Commission report was, Our nation is moving toward two societies, one black, one white, separate but unequal. What we need is a new way of defining what this situation is. That puts us beyond the civil rights struggle to a more profound struggle that emphasizes a systemic change in the black community and the country, Dr. Montiero said. There's a picture that they have here, and it says, in this this July 15, 1967, file photo, a National Guard officer passes the smashed window of a black-owned flower shop in riot-torn Newark, New Jersey. After a night of looting and violence, the small sign in the window reads, Please, Negro-owned business. Former United States Senator Fred Harris, the last surviving member of the Kerner Commission, says he remains haunted that the panel's recommendations on United States race relations and poverty were never adopted but he is hopeful they will be one day. He strongly feels that poverty and structural racism still inflame racial tensions even as the United States becomes more diverse. And there's another picture. And it says, In this April 27, 2015 file photo, a boy stands in front of a police cordon following the funeral of Freddie Gray in Baltimore. It's a little black boy. The 25-year-old man was shackled but alive when he was put in in a Baltimore police van in April 2015. He came out with severe neck injuries, and his subsequent death led to rioting. Six officers were charged initially, but prosecutors in July dropped all remaining charges after acquittals and a hung jury. Gray's family agreed to a $6.4 million settlement with the city in September 2015. I urge you to go pick up the book. 
wherever it is sold called the Kerner Report. The National Advisory Commission on Civil Disorders by Julian E. Looks like Zeltzer. Zeltzer. You might be. I'm, I'm quite sure you'll be able to look it up because it, the yeah it's Zeltzer, I believe. But when will the article said is wondering when will black people become unhinged because of all these things that are happening. As I'm reading that about Freddie Gray, I'm thinking about the young man. I don't, I can't recall his name. I'm sorry, but he was arrested, put in a van. They did not put the handcuffs of the seatbelt on him. When the driver came to a abrupt stop, this guy slid all the way into the back door of the van and hit his head and became paralyzed. They tried to make him get out of the van and he kept telling them that he could not move. In that instant, your life just changed after you're arrested. His life, he he, he can't walk again. He's, and they didn't. They thought he was just telling a a, a lie. Like he just, I, I can't move. So they just literally drug him out of the van and then slammed him into a wheelchair. The stories go on and on and on, and they're all the same. Different people. Same, you know, similar scenario. And here we are in the midst of the young man, is it Jalen Washington, who was shot 60, 90 times? That is a really good question. What are we going to do about this? We come together. The one brother said we come together for a party and have fun. But we have got to start coming together for a solution to these horrors that are happening in our neighborhood. I wish that family success in you know getting justice for their son. And then the way they're arrested. You know, it's like you arrest black men. You you don't even they they after they shot him then they uh, handcuffed him. He's dead. But the the white guy that shot the people at the carnival or whatever he's arrested and in custody.
alive. But this young black guy, he didn't kill anybody. The differences are so vast. But anyway, I you know my I give the family my condolences. My heart goes out, and um, I wanna wish everyone peace, love, and light. And please stay tuned to Black Living Room Talk for more conversations, information, and stories. I am the Nubian Goddess in the Living Room Hotel.